Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Today's message is from Psalm 15.5. Psalm 15.5. And I love it in the New International Version. Um, I always look at a bunch of different versions and... You know, some versions will, will speak to my heart uh, more than uh, others will. But Psalm 15.5, the second part of Psalm 15.5 says, Whoever does these things will never be shaken. Man, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice to be able to go through life having never been shaken? No matter what the situation, no matter if you're in a round pen with a cult that is... is uh, rank and, and trying to kill you and whether you know you've got a, a calf with a loose nord fork on its neck or uh, any other situation that might come along wouldn't it be nice to never be shaken we're going to talk about these things because uh, the psalmist lists 12 things in psalm 15 5 and that's why at the end he says whoever does these things will never be shaken i call it david's 12-step program to being calm in the face of danger, to having a rock-solid ride with God, and strength that can only come from our, from our faith in God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. So let's talk about these 12 things. Just for the sake of time, I'm going to have to go through them pretty fast, but I think most of them are very self-explanatory, and, and I don't want to say that each of them is easy because, you know, how do you define easy? Because what might be easy for me is hard for you and vice versa. But when you put these 12 things together, God says, whoever does these things will never be shaken. The very first one that the psalmist lists is whose walk is blameless. Whose walk is blameless. Now, what does it mean to be blameless? Does it, does it mean that we, we never make a mistake or, or we always get life right, we never get it wrong, we never sin? No, that's not really what a blameless walk with God means. But what does it mean? Well, I think it's a combination of things. I don't think it's just a one, uh, one definition answer. It's probably a combination of many things like this, and I'm not saying that this is an exhaustive list, but I think it'll point us in the right direction. What a blameless walk with God is to deny ourselves and follow God because it's, it's so easy to just do what we want to do. That's our natural instinct. But a blameless walk with God is to deny what we want and to do what God says and only follow God. It's to trust in God and not in ourselves. To trust in God, not in ourselves. And how many times do we put um, all of our faith in what we can accomplish and then when we can't accomplish it, we like, well, I guess we'll have to trust God now. Man, what if you flip those and started trusting in God first and not trusting in yourself? That's what a blameless walk with God is. It's to remember how much God loves us. Listen, I know that this sounds so simplistic, but God's not mad at you. God's not mad at you. And I can say that with the full authority because God poured out all of his wrath on his son on the cross so that he would never be mad at you. Okay, God is not mad at you. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to say, well, you know what, you just go do whatever you want, hurt yourself, live in sin. That's not what I'm talking about, but God's not mad at you. You've got to remember that God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
For there is no condemnation, only love. It's to deny ourselves and follow only God. It's to trust in God and not in ourselves. It's to remember just how much God loves you. It's a, li it's a life lived by faith alone. And it's knowing that our salvation is a gift. And this gift is not received lightly nor gained through being good. That is a blameless walk with God. The psalmist says, whoever does these things shall never be shaken, will never be shaken. The first one is whose walk is blameless. The second one that he lists is who does what is righteous. Who does what is righteous. Righteousness is a huge church word that, you know, we don't really, we don't really use that in everyday language unless you're maybe a valley girl or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they're like, righteous, man. You know, we, we don't usually use the word righteousness in everyday language, right? So, so what does righteousness mean? Well, I, I think that it's a huge church word that I wish more people grasp the simple meaning of. Righteousness is to do what God says, the way he says to do it, when he says to do it, and why he says to do it, okay? I, that's what righteousness is who does what is righteous. And if you want to do what is righteous, you do what God says, the way he says to do it, when he says to do it, and why he says to do it. It's not hard to do what God says to do and why he says to do it when you believe in, in his word. He's not trying to keep you from joy or happiness. He's trying to give it to you. And the only way that you can get it is by doing what God says, the way he says to do it, when he says to do it, and why he says to do it. So it's not a difficult concept. I'm not saying that it's easy to do, but it's not a difficult concept. Twelve steps to having a bomb-proof ride with God. Got to be blameless. Do what is righteous. And then he says, one who speaks the truth from the heart. One who speaks the truth from the heart. You know, something that I think it used to be a pet peeve of mine, and then it probably graduated to something that really ticked me off. And now it just kind of makes me sad whenever I hear it. And that's when somebody says, well, I just tell people the truth and they don't like me because they don't want to hear it. Listen, listen, don't ever mistake what somebody deems is the truth when really it's just their opinion. Because there is only one truth. There is only one truth. Opinions are not truth and truths aren't opinions. It can be a really viable opinion or a really obvious opinion, and I'm not saying it might not be a right opinion, but there is only one truth. And Jesus Christ himself said it. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. And we've all heard that verse, but I implore you today, whenever I say it again, to capitalize each one of those things. Jesus says, I am the way, capitalize. I am the truth capitalized, and I am the life, capitalized. There is only one truth. So whenever the psalmist says, who speaks the truth from the heart, that means that Christ lives within us and we speak him into our lives, into our friends' lives, into our, into our family's life, into our, our uh, relationships, and even to strangers. If you want to speak the truth, it can only be Jesus Christ. You know, I saw a quote yesterday that a Christian singer named Toby Mack posted, and he says, the only one who could throw the stone didn't. Isn't that powerful? The only one who could throw the stone didn't. Let's quit patting ourselves on the back 
or speaking the truth when it's not about Jesus Christ. I don't care how much you think your opinion is true. It's not truth. It might be right, but it's not truth. There's only one truth, and that is Jesus Christ. How do we uh, have a life, that a ride with God that will never be shaken, a walk that is blameless? We have to live righteousness. We have to speak the truth from the heart. And then he says, whose tongue utters no slander. Whose tongue utters no slander. I love the King James Version, or maybe it's the King James Cowboy Version of this. Whose tongue utters no slander. Thou shalt not talk caca about somebody else. Okay? That's my King James Cowboy Version. Okay? Seriously, how many times do we have to hear what everybody's grandma said? If you ain't got nothing nice to say... Don't say it at all. I mean, come on. We all know that. Very few of us do it. Very few of us do it. And really, it's simple. Keep thine mouth shut. Keep thine mouth shut. Twelve steps. Never being shaken. A blameless walk. Uh, Do what is righteous. Speak the truth from the heart. Whose tongue utters no slander. And who does no wrong to a neighbor. You ever had one of those neighbors? Yeah, you have, hadn't you? We've all had one of those neighbors, hadn't we? Always getting their cattle off your place? We've all had one of those neighbors. Always fix, you're the one that fixes the fence all the time, pays for the materials so that their cattle don't get across, you know? How about listening to their dogs bark every single night right outside your window? <laughs> that, that's kind of an inside joke. Always asking for help. They're always asking you for help, and you do, but... Coincidentally, they're always busy when you might need something. We've all had one of those neighbors, right? But God says, who does no wrong to a neighbor? Listen, I said this just the other day talking to somebody, dear friend of mine. You, the Bible says that you don't get credit for loving people that are easy to love. You only get credit for loving those that you'd like to throw punch, Okay. That's where, that's where you get the credit. So even if you do have one of these neighbors, don't be one of these neighbors, but even if you do have one of these neighbors who does no wrong to a neighbor, now that does not mean that you can let somebody walk all over you. Sometimes the greatest amount of love is, is tough love, is to say no or hold them responsible, okay? But you can do that in love without, you know, letting your mouth, uh, your hummingbird mouth overrode override your, or whatever that deal is. I shouldn't have even started that. Yeah, whatever. You only get credit for loving those that are hard to love. How much credit have you built up? How much credit have you built up? Twelve steps to never being shaken. A walk that is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from the heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, and those who cast no slur on others. What's a slur? I mean, is that any different than whose tongue utters no slander? You know, I think they're kissing cousins, but that doesn't make them the same. Cast no slur on others. There's a verse in Ephesians chapter 4 that says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I actually posted this verse a couple of days ago on our Facebook page, and uh I got the results that I, that I really wanted because I knew two things. Uh, I figured two things might happen. One, because of what I wrote to go along with that verse, somebody picked it up. 
And then somebody else said, yes, Christians should not cuss. Christians should not cuss. Because I think most religious people think that that means cussing. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. You can't cuss. And, and I'm not saying that we should go around with a filthy mouth. That's not what I'm saying. But listen to this. You know what I think is a lot more damaging than a four-letter word? Gossip, dissension, slander, boasting, bragging. How about this one? Uh, juicy detailed prayer requests, right? Oh, we really need to pray for, oh, you know, Betty Lou, Joe Susie. You know, she's running off with this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And this. Yeah, come on, come on. You know, I have never seen nor heard of a four-letter cuss word tearing a church apart. But everything that I just listed, thousands of churches has been torn apart. Relationships damaged, possibly permanently, because of those things. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that it's okay to go out there and your everyday language is comprised of four-letter words for every adjective, noun, and person out there. I am not saying, I'm not giving a license, but I'm saying when the Bible says, cast no slur on others, is that really talking about a four-letter word when it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth? Possibly, but I think it's the smallest part of that because I've never seen a stupid four-letter word tear people apart like these other things have. Twelve steps to never being shaken whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous. There's going to be a test, by the way, so I'm repeating this a lot. You can't leave here without $1,000 in the offering plate or being able to, you know, list these from memory. Whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from the heart, whose tongue offers no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, casts no slur on others. Then it says this, one who despises a vile person. Now wait, does that really line up with the rest of Scripture? One who despises a vile person. Listen, this does not mean to hate people, okay? This does not mean to hate people because Jesus said that we're not supposed to do that. This does not mean when it says who despises a vile person, it does not mean to hate people. It means not to celebrate or overlook wickedness. It means not to celebrate or overlook wickedness. You know, our modern culture looks the other way at so many wicked lifestyles. And I don't need to stand up here and tell you what they are. We celebrate things that are totally against Scripture. But I think that this is the better point. Who despises a vile person. Our initial reaction to that statement always involves looking at others. But what if we were to look in the mirror? Do you, dis do you still despise a vile person? That doesn't mean that you hate the person in the mirror. It says that you're not going to celebrate or overlook wickedness. Are we overlooking the sin in our own lives? Because, you know, I, I did kind of go off, sorry, on social media because I saw this post is like, if you cuss, you do not have the love of Jesus Christ in, in your heart. Give me a break. You know, how about we get the log out of our own eye before we worry about the stick in somebody else's, right? You know, because the Bible says that he who thinks that they have no sin, does not have the love of God in their heart, who despises a vile person. Let, let's quit looking at other people. Let's look in the mirror at that person, and let's see if we despise a vile person. Once again, that does not mean to hate yourself. It means not to celebrate or overlook wickedness. Let's start with ourselves. And once you are perfect, then let's start looking at other people. But remember, what was it? Uh... The only one who could throw the stone 
Didn't, right? 12 steps to never being shaken, to have a bomb-proof ride with God, a walk that is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from the heart, tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, casts no slurs on others, who despises a vile person, who honors those who fear the Lord. This is the opposite of the previous one, right? Who honors those who fear the Lord. We should celebrate those who live by God's word. And maybe you need to look in the mirror now and not celebrate uh, or condone wickedness, but maybe you can look in the mirror and see how far you've come and see how far you've come. We should celebrate those who live by God's word. I'm not talking about those who go to church every Sunday or those who share things on social media. I hate this. If you love Jesus, share this. Shut up. Shut up. Mm. I'm talking about those. You want to celebrate somebody? How about celebrating somebody that can live 1 Thessalonians 4, 11, and 12 in their lives? You know what it says? Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. How about we celebrate those type people? How about you learn to celebrate yourself by living that? Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, work with your hands, just as they told us to do, so that our daily lives will win the respect of outsiders and so that we will not be dependent on the opinions of others. Celebrate those types of people. And if you're one of them, celebrate it or work towards it. The next one, who keeps an oath even when it hurts. You know what that means? Keep your word. Keep your word. Who likes to help people move? <laughs> you get that call. Hey, buddy. Click, right? <laughs> I was listening to Ty on the radio this morning from, from his message a couple of weeks back. He said he knows he has true friends because when he calls at 530, they still answer the phone. Well, nobody likes to help anybody move. One time, whenever I was living in Texas, there was a guy that had cancer, and he was a single guy, didn't have many friends or anything. He was moving about 60 miles away and asked me for my help over the New Year's weekend. New Year's Day weekend, and I told him I would. You know, whenever they, hey, man, can you help me move to Alpine? Sure. I woke up that morning, was supposed to hook onto my gooseneck trailer, and me and my wife were supposed to move everything because he had all these drain tubes. He couldn't do anything. We had to move his entire house. That day, starting about 4 o'clock in the morning, from 4 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I threw up 13 times. I had a stomach bug. I had to set his couch down going through the front door and puke into the bushes beside it. You want to talk, you think moving somebody is miserable? Do it with a stomach bug. You cannot know how much I wanted to call that guy and tell him, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. I only threw up once at the new place, and that was about 2 o'clock that afternoon. As soon as I got done, I felt fine. Who keeps an oath even when it hurts. Keep your word no matter what. There's a benefit to this, though. Not just the obvious benefit. If you keep your word every single time, you'll quit giving it out just lackadaisically, okay? <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll learn how to say no sometimes if you keep your word every single time. Because most of us are like, oh, yeah, we can do that. No, and then something happens. Keep your word even when it hurts. The next one, who doesn't change their mind. And, and maybe those two, you know, go together. Who keeps an oath even when it hurts, and who doesn't change their mind. But it doesn't mean, that, that doesn't mean that you can't change your mind about something, you know, maybe the way that you're living your life or something like that. What I think this means is it goes with the other one. It means not to be wishy-washy. And the most wishy-washy person 
on this earth is talking to you right now. And it's not the Holy Spirit, it's Kevin. Okay? I used to have a hard time making decisions because I wanted to make the right decision and I would just, you know, I'd go this way and then I'd go that way and then I'd go this way and then I'd go this way. And man, here, here's the deal. I would tell myself, man, I just don't know what to do. Well, I think that that's not true. I think we do know what to do. We just know that it's hard and we'd rather, we'd rather do the right thing the easy way than the right thing the hard way. The problem is that you know what you should do. You, don't, you just don't look forward to the progress the progress or the process. Do what is right according to what God thinks, not what others think. This doesn't mean to be a people pleaser when I say you know what you should do. If you're doing something just so that somebody, you know, won't hate you or you're scared you're going to lose their friendship, that ain't the right thing to do, okay? If it's the right thing to do, do it. If it's not, then say no. Who doesn't change their mind? Don't say you're going to do something and then not do it. All right, I've let a couple go by. Twelve steps to never being shaken. Walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from the heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, who casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person, who honors those that fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts, who doesn't change their mind. And the next one, who lends money to the poor without interest. Ooh, now we're hitting people, in, not in the heart, but the back pocket. You know, I, I stopped in Fort Stockton one day. I saw this guy. You could tell he was a transient going through. And I, I, I don't always give people money or anything like that. And I didn't give him money that day. I waved at him. He had a sign that said hungry. So I drove down to the Dairy Queen, bought him a double belt buster with a large fry and a large sweet tea. And I drove back and I handed it to him. First thing he did was tear that hamburger in half, put it in the bag, pour half the fries in there, and wrap it back up. And I said, you going to save that for later? And he said, no, I've got a friend across town that I know hasn't eaten in a couple of days. I'm going to give it to him. You know, I gave a little out of the lot that I had, and he gave a lot out of the little that he had. See, here at Save the Cowboy, we feed the hungry based upon the generosity, locally speaking, only two out of every ten people give to Save the Cowboy. Only two out of ten give substantially to save the cowboy according to God's word. And we feed the hungry based on the generosity of about one out of 500 of y'all watching online. One out of 500 that watch online. Can you imagine how many people we could feed with nine out of 10 people locally? Can you imagine how many we could feed with 50 out of 100 that watch online? Or 250 out of 500? Those who lend money to the poor without interest. And I know that I'm talking about giving, but if you're not willing to give, I don't think you're willing to lend without interest. And you should never lend if you don't have it to give away. You should never lend if you don't have it to give away. The next one, and this is the last one. Who does not accept a bribe against the innocent? Now, I'm sure very few of us can say, dang it, I'm always accepting bribes against the innocent, right? I mean, like, finally, I got one right. Have you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever listened to someone slander someone else, but you didn't want to say something because you didn't want to lose them as a friend? That's taking a bribe against the innocent. Have you ever kept your mouth shut when someone was being mistreated at work because you didn't want to lose your job? That's taking a bribe against the innocent. See, we've all accepted a bribe against the innocent. The Bible says we shouldn't. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. They will have the courage to do what is right. They will have the strength to live without complaining. They will have the integrity to be who God made them to be. And they will have the honesty to stand up for the truth. I sat on my horse, and I had a calf, 
in the Nord Forks, meaning me and my horse, the Nord Fork was on the front of its head and we were holding the back. And I'm sitting there holding the calf. <clears throat> and like I told you before, the last thing you want to do is let a calf up that has a Nord Fork on its head because it's just going to go around and windmill and just take everybody out. A friend of mine roped a calf and the calf went one way and his horse went the other way. It rim fired the horse and the calf kept running around and the horse kept spinning and bucking and it wrapped this cowboy up before he could get loose. The end result, it basically tied him to his horse and he was tied to the neck of his horse with his face right next to that horse's front leg and every time that horse bucked, that horse kicked him right in the head. And all the cowboys that were there, Ty being one of them, he was right there when it happened. He got the horse stopped with his horse so that other people could get to him. Everybody on the ground went and they mugged that horse down and Abe cut the rope and he had to cut the rope in four places to get that cowboy off. And that horse was still bucking, but he had four cowboys, four or five cowboys just draped on him like cow dogs on a mad bull. When it was done, he basically walked away without a scratch in the grand scheme of things. He walked away without a scratch. Do you know what the most amazing thing was? To even in the face of a like death situation, death situation, not one person in that Brandon Penn panicked. And when we got him loose, nobody talked down to him. Nobody blamed him for what happened. Everyone just loved on him, and they saved his life. What if we could do the same in our everyday lives? What if we could do the same in our, in our everyday lives of doing things where we will never be shaken? We will never be shaken, where we can not panic. Don't talk down to anybody. Don't blame them. Just love on everybody and help save their lives by our, our walk and our message for the saving grace of Jesus Christ.